0: Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Roland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Hello Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thank you my friend. You are here to talk another podcast about coaching and yep. how it can help people fulfill their potential. Mm-hmm. Well And help other people fulfill their potential. Right. How did you get into coaching, and why is it so powerful?
1: Um, I got into coaching because I was doing sales training and it didn't go well, and I realized the missing link was sales managers know how to coach. Once I started really delving into coaching, I recognized this is a widely used skill that can be applicable to everybody. And so, actually, this last week, I was with a client all week uh, coaching uh, in some instances. Sometimes, I was actually coaching the CEO, senior management team, and then a whole variety of managers on how to improve their operations or organization. And, uh, it was a great week. I mean, I walked away and I just felt absolutely great. We, we made huge strides and, and covered a lot of ground and, and it was just a whole, ho- I had one person who told me, I love this one. And she goes, I think we made a breakthrough. And I said, Great. You know, that's just, that's, that, that's music to my ears. I love that. And
0: these breakthroughs, mm-hmm. they make people feel good, but they're really impactful to the bottom line as well, right? Absolutely. Say this, a little bit about that because I think that's important for people to know.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things I do with this organization is do sales training, but I also coach the managers to make sure that it's more effective. With this organization, they, it, I mean, I've more than paid for myself 20, 30 times over. Um, you know, they've increased their net margin significantly. Um, they now have products per consumer that's increased significantly. It's just amazing to see the difference it's made. And uh, and I love that because I, yeah. I want to be able to show a client you can get a return on investment.
0: Right. Because a lot of times you think of training and you think, mm-hmm. well, it makes people feel good and they have a nice day. Right. But this really is, is not only making them feel good. Mm-hmm. It's impacting Uh, positivity to the revenue, and really growing people and changing their lives. So it's pretty powerful stuff.
1: It is. And one of the things that the CEO told me this week, and we were talking about the results we've gotten, and I helped her with a whole host of issues that we're getting, and we've got some other ones we've got to address. But one of the issues she said when I was talking to her, she said, you know, many CEOs need to recognize this is not a one and done thing. You can't just have somebody come in and teach coaching and all of a sudden your folks understand it. They've got to see the various components of it and they've got to see how it works and when you do that, remarkable things happen. And, and uh, you know, they're the reason she's, you know, kept me on is because it's more than pain for itself. And right, so, and
0: that's why every, people have to listen to this podcast
1: every single week. It's they're not gotta, just one on day. Exactly. <laughs> they got to listen. They should listen every day and then repeat it again yes. so that they can hear it. Absolutely. Now, what do we have on the
0: agenda today? We're well,
1: talking about clear coaching, right? Absolutely. You know, do you have a clear coaching belief and, and beliefs so that— are the are fundamental on how you react. If you believe a certain thing, you're going to react a certain way, and uh, and so I want to give people some clear beliefs that they should have in order to be an effective coach, and maybe challenge some of their beliefs that they uh, they think, oh, this is the most important thing, and they should or shouldn't do. It- so.
0: And, and so, th- this is going to be some uh, some ideas to to clarify those and make
1: sure they're the
0: right ones, or just they're more clear,
1: clear and correct. Okay, you know okay. that we don't have those those wrong myths. And one of the one of the things is um, a clear coaching belief is obviously increased achievement. That's why we're here. Um, one of the myths there, and when I see people coaching, is they think they're there to uh, how shall I say to listen to people complain about their job. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right,
1: <laughs> and and that is not the reason you're doing. You're here. Your organization hired you. You're you're. They want you to be a coach so that you, in fact, you know, get results done. And if you're listening to people moan and groan and complain about their life, and you are not getting the results, that the organization is looking for, you're wasting every resign. It's not a social club. We're here to achieve results, and so increased achievement is why we're here. And I just think that's uh, right. such an. And important although
0: listening is important, that's not coaching.
1: Right, listening is important for data gathering to understand where the person's at, to understand their intent. Uh, but to take that information and ask them, you know, probing and meaningful questions to help them come to realizations of where they're at. We want to create awareness and responsibility. And if we are just listening and hearing them complain about their life, and we're not creating awareness and responsibility and not seeing any growth in the individual, we're not coaching. We're just set, we're just you know we're a babysitter. We're just letting them we're just letting them moan and groan. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's a big key. And, and I love this concept here. It's not our job to fix the employee or be an expert at everything. Everyone brings varied experience and expertise to the table. But I love the, the concept here. It's not our job to fix employees. And, it, and it's not. It's our job to help help them come to awareness of where they're at and help them fix their problems. Um, and the other side of the coin is, too, so many people think that in order to be an effective coach, you've got an expert, and you don't. You, you just need to be an expert at coaching. You need to really, really work at that. And uh, that's it. And another, the key point is the goals of others drive our work, and you know what are they trying to achieve? What are they trying to do? Where are they getting? That really drives our goals as a coach um, to help them, uh, you know, achieve and be better. And when you say of others, do you mean upper management, the Absolutely. organization,
0: or like and, and people below you.
1: individual, right? Folks below you. I mean, what happens as a middle manager, and many, many coaches, many of the folks I work with in coaching are middle managers. Okay, okay, and they're. They've got senior executives they report to and senior executives say, here's the goals. This is what you're going to accomplish This you want to achieve. And then you've got to take those goals and then, you know, share those with your employees. And so they, in fact, start to work to make those things happen. And so the goals of others really drive your work as a coach. Now, the co- but the key is I see so many people that I'm working with when I'm helping them coach is they get so caught up in getting things done and not developing people. And your job is, if the more you develop your people, the more they can – the tasks they can take on and the more they can accomplish, guess what? The better you are as a manager. And that's such an important uh, aspect of the process.
0: That was a concept I think you've talked about before where Mm -hmm. – is it 120 – Hours of easy or, or something like that. <laughs> yeah,
1: seventy hours 70 of easy. Hours. Yeah, I, mean, I exaggerated. No, Sorry no, no. That's that. okay. Yeah. yeah, but you know, some people do work just hundreds of hours a week, and and you know, seventy hours of easy. They're they're thinking, well, if I if I just do all of this myself, it's just so hard to explain it to somebody. You know, no, yeah, it takes a it takes it's Coaching is I I love this concept, and this is actually out of the extraordinary coach by uh, John Zinger. Um, he he says, you know, coaching is you pay me now or pay me later. You know, if, if you don't coach them now, you're going to pay for that later. But if you coach them now, you're going to get rewarded later. Right. So it's pay me now or pay me the letter. Right. But it, either it's either an investment or sort of cost and you choose by when you decide to do that. If ever or if, if at all. Yeah. So that's the, that's the key. And, and I love this, this idea here. Our work is ongoing. It doesn't happen in a single conversation. Yeah. Coaching is a relationship and it's ongoing. It's continuous. You, you're, you're, you're always pushing someone to a higher level of, of, Of accomplishment so they're never you're always pushing them out of their comfort zone you're never going to stay in your comfort zone
0: a lot of organizations believe you just have that one conversation every year (laughs) right for performance (laughs) appraisal or something yeah uh
1: and they perform really well yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) that the the annual performance for appraisal great idea great concept yeah Mm uh keep doing that number of organizations have actually pulled away from it and and i think that's an important key the other side of the coin is too in a in a If you do the appraisal, if you're really working on the appraisal, on the annual appraisal, if you're really coaching, the annual appraisal is easy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're really coaching, the annual appraisal is easy. And so it should just be a summary of everything you've worked on. Um, Because the annual appraisal is just reviewing, you know. And the other side of the coin is, too, here's the key with the annual appraisal versus coaching. The annual appraisal is 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 like an attorney with their head on back. Uh, when you're talking about the appraisal, the appraisal is backwards thinking, and coaching is forward thinking, and that's the difference between the two. And and so many people make the mistake. But you know, our like I said earlier, our our work is ongoing. It doesn't happen in a single conversation. Coaching is a relationship. However, a context of that is re- relationship is important. It's not the goal of coaching. Mm. And I just think that's important for people to recognize. It's, it's it's not about a relationship. A relationship's important so they can trust you and you can build you know cohesion and you be a team. Um, but the goal of coaching is achievement and accomplishment and results. It's not having a relationship. You know that's what you get married that for.
0: That is that is a real that's an important concept because right because you could actually feel like you're doing a great job because you have a great relationship, <laughs> but you have no you're not. Tying it back to the goals,
1: right? You're not, and you're not having them grow to their potential, right? Or, or, or you're not growing to your potential. You know, right. you, you know, you, you might as well be a counselor. Mm-hmm. You might as well be, you know, hearing them talk about their problems, but mm-hmm. you're not helping them achieve what they want to achieve. And that is, you know, uh, another manager used to tell me this, a company is not a social organization. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a sorority. It's not a fraternity. It's not a fun place. I mean, it can be a fun place, but the reason we're here is collectively we're trying to earn enough value that everybody gets a paycheck. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. The consumers get taken care of. We get a paycheck. It's a win-win for everybody. But, you know, being a social organization is not the goal of it. And we as a coach need to recognize that our coaching is designed for achievement results, not for building a relationship. Resul- a relationship helps you have it be a great coach, but it's not the reason you do it. And then, you know, I love this concept here. We're smarter together than we are. And then collaboration is so critical. Mm. And we've got to do that. I mean, that's what coaching allows us to do, is to collaborate and to have better success. And I love this other concept here too. Everyone is a learner and our work is never done, never never done. We're oh. always learning. We're always progressing. The world is complicated. We need to work at it. Um, I love this concept right here. We've got to assume the best intent of everyone. Everyone cares about their kids and you know, they care about things. But the intent is the issue. What's, what's the intent? we've got to assume the best intent of the individual when we're working with them. And I was working with a, a client this week. And, you know, one of the folks said, hey, this was a breakthrough. And, and I was glad that she got to that point. But when talking about that, when talking about uh, her employees, her employees, you know, she, she questioned during the process, she questioned some intent of individuals she was working with. And that question of that intent led her down a wrong path. Mm. Most people don't have a desire for bad intent. You know, what right. they want to do is they're, they're trying to do their job well and they're trying to do it with the best intent. Now, you may assume that their intent is, is wrong, but just because you assume their intent was wrong it does not mean their intent is wrong. And this person assumed their intent is wrong. And I basically had to question her, what do you think their intent is? They did this, this, this. Is, was their t- intent malicious or was it a lack of understanding? And most of the time when we think somebody is, you know, we, we question their intent, it's because they lack understanding. Right. They don't know who's – and, and I'll give you a, an example of this. They had uh, an employee who sent an email out to three people, and these were basically the three people in the organization do, who could do this task, okay? So she sent it out, said, you know, could you handle this? And these three people all bristled because, like, well, who are you to tell us? Well, what she was really saying is when we went back and talked to her, You know, you sent out this email, help me understand it. She goes, well, those are the three people who can do it. I can't do that. Right. And this consumer needed to be helped. And will somebody help this consumer? That was her only intent, was getting the job done. They perceived it as reverse delegation and, you know, an underling trying to tell me what I'm going to do. You know, just ask people. But they they, they bristled. And what they did is made the assumption of what they're doing is the wrong thing. So now
0: I've heard it as uh, assume good intentions. Right until proven otherwise bingo. as well which cuz you have the new interaction you assume and mm-hmm. then, you know maybe there are some issues we have to deal with but you shouldn't go into and assume right. that someone's trying not to do a good job
1: right I, I love that that's a great idea say that again that's very powerful it's
0: assume good intentions until proven otherwise bingo
1: and that's yeah. and that's so powerful i mean that's a great concept and i and i love that idea cuz that's what we should do we should assume the good intentions and and most of the times when i work with order, with, with with folks a misunderstanding is a misunderstanding. They didn't understand the policy. They didn't understand how to communicate it. They didn't understand who to talk to. All of those things were a challenge. And if we, if we stop and we look at what they did and put it in the context of their world, how they see the world, then we can understand right. it more effectively. Right. But I but I love that. you know Assume the best intent of everyone. And, um, and I just think that's just assuming the best intent is the way to go. I,
0: absolutely.
1: Everyone has a different path towards success, and that's the key of coaching yeah. is – You've got to, you've got to listen to understand how people process so that you can help them towards their path to success. Your job as a coach is to be able to find out which. How can we help them achieve what they want to achieve? Um, with introverts versus extroverts, how do we help them manage their their processes, their tasks, What do they do because of their different process and the different way they different the way they think about things? Mm-hmm. It's just so important to do that. Um, and sometimes if we just sit back and listen, we may help them find the answer. And I just think that's so important. Just the key to coaching is listening, but obviously finding out, you know, what's happening, you know, what's, what's that, that crisis, that issue, that challenge. And another important point is failure is a new way of gaining something positive and growing stronger from the experience. Um, with this, with this client, there's a, a great video out there on YouTube that shows, um, uh, um, who was the coach of Butler in its heyday when they were going to the NCAA championships? Brad Stevens, and uh, Brad Stevens he just came to me. And he would come to me, <laughs> but uh, they, there is a great video online about when four seconds in the game, he's got it. He's got his players. They have an inbound pass. His player travels. Of course, with four seconds in the game and you're down by one point, and your player travels, the likelihood of you winning that game is what? Very very rare. low. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one percent. Maybe one half of a percent. You know, you may win those one out of 200 times. You may win those out of one out of a hundred times, but it's going to be extremely rare that you win that game. So he doesn't get upset. He goes over, substitutes a player, brings it in. Um, you know, basically they, they know how to steal the ball. They steal the ball. They take it. They shoot the shot and Butler wins by one. And then Brad Stevens doesn't jump up and down, doesn't celebrate, literally just walks over and, hand, and, and, and shakes the hand of the coach. And the, the lesson of that from his perspective is winning and losing is not his goal. His goal is that you follow his process, that you do what he does, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, he would have talked to the guy about dragging his pivot foot and said, you know, that's a mistake. But to watch him operate on the sidelines was remarkable. He didn't get upset when the guy drug his pivot foot. And literally 15 seconds later, he didn't react the other way when they won the game. He didn't, you know, up and down and all that. Mm -hmm. He didn't do all of those kinds of things. And his goal is process. For us as coaches, it's the same thing. It's about a process. It's just kind of eliminating emotion, helping them come to a realization of where they're at, and then help them achieve their goals. That's what we got to do. And and, and, and coaching is an extraordinary process in helping people achieve that.
0: How do you coach organizations to kind of make that part of their culture? Because a lot of times you don't want someone working for you to fail because you don't want to fail. Because right. your boss may be mad at you.
1: Absolutely. But I'll give you an example of this. This week, yeah. um, I was working with a client, and they had an employee who um, made a mistake. I'm not going to go into details, but made a mistake and was supposed to get some uh, a project done and get some things done. And then the manager found that the project was on their desk and not done, and the deadline was here. Boom. Okay. So then they came to me, and they are going, you know, the, the manager is just absolutely embarrassed. Okay. I've got this employee They didn't do this, this, and this. I'm incredibly embarrassed. Okay. We saw the Brad Stevens video. How do you react? And he didn't get upset. So what do you do? So how do we, how do we fix this process and how do we go back and and make it work? So, um, that's the important thing is just recognize the process and just, um, you know, failure is a new way of gaining something positive and growing stronger from the experience. What do we learn from it? Mm -hmm. You know, the mistake is repeating the same process twice. That's the mistake. And so there you go. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, and then, um, it's goals, perseverance, and attitude. Um, when I was in college, they said GPA was goals, perseverance, and attitude, and and that's so (laughs) that's that is it's so important. What's your goals? And then change can be good, even if it's scary to think about. And I think that's the other thing is to when you're coaching is coaching people in their uncomfort zone, their mm-hmm. discomfort zone. It's, it's, that's where growth is right there. It, yeah. Absolutely. That's how you grow because, you know, I've got, uh, I've got employees and, you know, they don't work for me, but they work for the organizations. And sometimes we have them do presentations to people, maybe even two or three or four minutes. And some people just panic. They go, oh my God, they just, you know, me talking in front of the people is just in front of my colleagues is incredibly scary. But guess what? Uh, After they do it a whole host of times.
0: It's easier. It's
1: easier. Mm -hmm. They get over it. They move on. And that's the key. But as a coach, you've got to help people in their discomfort zone, push them out of that. And then where those things that we're doing that are uncomfortable become comfortable.
0: Well, these are some very good ways to determine if you. Have a clear coaching beliefs behind you. And you've got to have
1: that clear belief. If you don't have the clear beliefs, uh, some of these clear beliefs here, you're going to fail as a coach. You're going to spend too much time listening and not really evaluating what they're saying and trying to help them improve their skills. So just that simple mistake alone can cost you. So you've just got to step back. What are my beliefs? What are my attitudes towards coaching? And can I help? guide people to achievement because your goal is achievement and results. It's just not being a friend. Mm -hmm. It's not building a relationship. It's not just listening, but listening to find intent, listening to find what the process is, listening to find the assumptions, and then to help them achieve those goals so that they have a sense of achievement and, and then to tell them, guess what? You did it. Uh, That's the other mistake that a lot of managers make is I helped you get there. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, don't do that. Let them, let them enjoy, you know, let them be in the, the end zone. Let them score the touchdown. Awesome. That's some
0: very powerful concepts. How can people get a hold of you if they have questions or want some more in-depth information?
1: Sure. Um, I got my website, com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. And they can get a hold of me there and uh, just do a Google search. Boom, it'll come up and away you go. Excellent. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Paul.
0: Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit roryroland.com.